Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today, we're continuing our devotional study series in the book of Psalms. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Odium and Church Crookham. And we'd love for you to join us over there. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, and it's fantastic to be with you once more. As we continue through our series through the Psalms, this morning I want us to go into Psalm 72. It's an absolutely brilliant psalm, and again, one of my favourites, just like last week. But uh, Psalm 72, I'm going to read. Give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to the royal son. May he judge your peoples with righteousness and your poor with justice. Let the mountains bear prosperity for the people and the hills in righteousness. May he defend the cause of the poor of the people, give deliverance to the children of the needy and crush the oppressor. May they fear you while the sun endures and as long as the moon throughout all generations. May he be like rain that falls on the mown grass like showers that water the earth. In his days may the righteous flourish, and peace abound till the moon be no more. May he have dominion from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. May desert tribes bow down before him, and his enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish and the coastlands render him tribute, May the kings of Sheba and Seba bring gifts. May all kings fall down before him and all nations serve him. For he delivers the needy when he calls, the poor and him who has no helper. He has pity on the weak and the needy and saves the lives of the needy. From oppression and violence he redeems their life and precious is their blood in his sight. Long may he live. May gold of Sheba be given to him, may prayer be made for him continually, and blessings invoked for him all the day. May there be abundance of grain in the land, on the tops of the mountains may it wave. May its fruit be like Lebanon, and may people blossom in the cities like the grass of the field. May his name endure forever, his fame continue as long as the sun. May people be blessed in him, all nations call him blessed. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Blessed be his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. The prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. This is a really fantastic psalm, as we can probably hear, in, in how it gives us this view of Jesus. And, and it is important to say, this is who this psalm is about. It is about the Messiah. It's about the one we worship. It's about Jesus. And so I want us to kind of um, look at some of the elements of this psalm. And I hope that as we do that, not only do we uh, become excited and um, want to ex- explore the glory of Christ more, but I also hope that we uh, just enjoy feasting on how good our King is. We enjoy the comfort of knowing King Jesus. And so one of the first things this psalm in the psalm that I want to bring out is what is the reign of this king like in, in terms of how big is it? Obviously, every king has a jurisdiction. 
you know, or, or every queen, for instance. So uh, Queen Elizabeth at the moment, she rules no further than the countries in the Commonwealth, and she will rule from the day she was coronated until the day that she dies. So she has some some quite uh, set jurisdic uh, some set boundaries for her jurisdiction. Uh, it only goes so far. It's both time bound and space bound. It can only go so far, and it can only last for so long. Well, what do we see in this psalm about the reign of our King Jesus? And I think this should really uh, stir us to be excited because what we have to bear in mind is that Jesus's reign wasn't something isn't something that we're waiting for. It wasn't something that the apostles were waiting for. The apostles all said Jesus is on the throne now. And so when we're thinking about when Jesus' reign began, we're talking about when he ascended into heaven. So from there, how much does he reign? And how long will he reign for? Well, there's some very uh, powerful language about that in this psalm. For instance, uh, in verse um, 7, In his days may the righteous flourish and peace abound till the moon be no more. What about, the, what about the extent of his reign? May he have dominion from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. What about, what about how, you know, how many countries are going to uh, come under him? May all kings bow down before him and all nations serve him, we see in verse 11. In verse 17, may his name endure forever, his fame continue as long as the sun, may people be blessed in him, all nations call him blessed. We get quite a, a strong picture in this psalm that the reign of Jesus isn't confined to one area, it isn't confined to a jurisdiction. The reign of King Jesus goes everywhere, over all creation. It's not like we say Jesus reigns over the church, but Boris Johnson reigns over the government, no, Jesus is Boris Johnson's king, whether he knows it or not. Jesus is the king of every king on this earth. But more than that, the psalm promises that those kings will one day worship him, will one day bow down before him. The extent of his reign is over all things for all times. Now, for me, I think that's a very, very encouraging prospect. Jesus is secure on the throne. Jesus isn't going anywhere. But more than that, what we're saying is one day everything will come under Jesus' authority. You know, we looked at Psalm 110 last week. Psalm 110 has that very powerful picture of Jesus sitting on the throne and then being given the command to subdue all of his enemies, to sit there and, until all of his enemies have been defeated. So it's not as though Jesus gets on the throne and then in one day they're all gone. Instead, Jesus gets on the throne and from that day on, his enemies are gradually being defeated. And it's what we're seeing in this psalm too. Jesus will one day have authority over all these things, a visible authority, an authority that we, that the whole world will know about. All kings will bow down before him. That is hugely exciting for me. But then, so we know how, how long he's reigning for. We know how, how, how far he is reigning over. But I think there's a, another really important point that comes from this psalm. What is the character of this king? It's no good having a king that reigns over all things for all time if he's a dictator, if he's a brute. So what's the character of our king like? 
The psalm opens, give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to the royal son. This is a king that's marked by God's justice and God's righteousness. And it carries on saying things like, may he judge your people with righteousness, your, your poor with justice. You know, it's, and then in verse four, may he defend the cause of the poor of the people, give deliverance to the children of the needy and crush the oppressor. This is a king who has all the qualities of God. And what David didn't know when he was writing this is that it's because he is God. That's because it's who our king is. Verse 12 to 14 have, have had me in tears before when I think about the fact that the, the king that we serve, this is what it says about him. For he delivers the needy when he calls, the poor and him who has no helper. He has pity on the weak and the needy and saves the lives of the needy. From oppression and violence he redeems their life and precious is their blood in his sight. Our king can do what no other king can do. Our king has taken the biggest leap of condescension possible. He has gone from royal glory in heaven to being poor, weak and needy. And so now as he reigns, he identifies with, he he has pity on, he cares for the needy, the poor, the him who has no helper, the weak. But then the end of verse 14, so powerful. For precious is their blood in his sight. Wow. That's the character of our king. One who views his people not merely as subjects, but precious to him precious to the king whom all nations and all kings will bow down before that is incredible to me that the one who i serve thinks my life precious to him as we continue on through the psalm we see that uh, picture come out in various different ways but I don't want us to depart from that too quickly because I think that is really, it's in the middle of the psalm to make a point. If you want to know the reign of this king, look at how he treats those who he cares about. Look at how he treats his people. They're precious to him. That's how we can have the utmost confidence that he will defend the cause of the needy, that he will defend the cause of the poor, that he will defend us because he cares for us because we're precious to him. So what we've seen is the righteous, perfect, holy, caring, loving king is on the throne and will be on the throne forevermore. And one day all kings and all nations will bow down before him. And that in itself is amazing enough. But there's one more thing I want us to focus on. What is the result of his reign? So what? What does that mean for this creation? What does that mean for me? And I think there's two two ways that it comes out. First, we see in verse 9 to 10 and, and onwards, what we see is his enemies, who are our enemies, are subdued. You know, what we often miss when, we, when we're reading uh, in verse 9, for instance, may desert tribes bow down before him and his enemies lick the dust. Desert tribes were known for being particularly violent. And so the image here is that even the most violent aggressor is now bowing down to this king. He is subduing those enemies, the ones who mean us harm. He is subduing them. That's, that's one result of his reign. Another result we see is that blessings are poured out 
over this creation. You know, I, I think one of the things that we can miss, because in the New Testament, a, a really important point is personal salvation, forgiveness of sins. And I don't want to undermine that. That's a really powerful point. At the same time, we shouldn't miss the fact that God has put us in, in the created world and that one of the blessings we see all the way through the Bible is blessings for the creation. You know, one of the blessings for obedience in Israel was a good harvest. And we see the same thing here in, in verse 16. Because he is king, because there are blessings coming from him, may there be abundance of grain in the land. On the tops of the mountains may it wave. So actually, one of the things that we're seeing when Jesus is king, the more his kingdom is extended, the more his righteousness is known and loved, the creation is affected by it. Even the world that we live in is affected by it. Blessings are pulled out. You know, I, I notice in the live chat that, that Anne, you're, you're here with us this morning. Well, you know, Anne obviously being a farmer is far more aware of the, the importance of this than us. But Jesus being king affects this world. It, it comes with a promise that creation is fixed, not just us. And so as Jesus' rule extends and uh, goes out, and subdues his enemies, and blessings are poured out. It's not just us who are affected, it's this whole world. King Jesus affects his whole creation. And so I think this psalm gives us a lot to chew over, a lot to think about when we reflect on the glory of the king. I think this psalm should stir us to have great hope. I think this, this psalm should make us step back and say, wow, the king I serve thinks my life precious. I think this psalm should give us great encouragement when we can say when things go wrong, Jesus is on the throne. My circumstance is not on the throne. Whatever's going on in my life is not on the throne. Jesus is on the throne and I know my king. Blessings pour from him. It's an amazing promise that we have here. It's an amazing promise. What makes it even more amazing is that it's present. Jesus is on the throne presently. That is staggering to me. Absolutely staggering. But I don't want to uh, descend into waffling about how staggering that is to me. So I'm going to draw it to a close as we just reflect on this simple fact. The king who values your life is the one who brings each star out at night. The king who values your life is the one who rules this creation right now. Trust in him. Come to him. Approach his throne. That's what this psalm is encouraging us to do. Know and love your king. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are indeed Lord Jesus. We thank you that you're on the throne. We thank you that nothing can come against you and win. Lord, we pray that when things go wrong, we would trust that you're on the throne. Lord, I pray that we would keep coming back to that throne room, that we would keep seeking you, seeking our king. Lord, we thank you that we are precious in your sight. Amen.